The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Glenn Beck. The Blaze Radio Network. Well, the most historic meeting between two adversaries since the fall of the Soviet Union just happened in Singapore. If you were following the news coverage late last night, you were uh, witnessing history. President Trump, Kim Jong-un, have left Singapore after a meeting that was anticipated for 65 years. Now, what happened? Well, first, the bad. Uh, you didn't, I, I didn't really like to see, you know, uh, uh, Donald Trump throwing kisses and, uh, and uh, the people cheering for Kim Jong-un. Um, you know, I, I just... I don't know. There's something about just even our flag next to to uh, North Korea, one standing for liberty and peace and opportunity, and the other is slavery, hostility, and a cultish following. But circumstances as they were, uh, the two shook hands and photographs of roundtable discussions. If you're worried that a cult leader, mass murdering communist dictator would gain legitimacy, well, that's exactly what happened. If this had been President Obama, everyone would be destroying him right now. How can we concede so much? John Kerry and Susan Rice, Ben Rhodes, we'd be calling for their heads on a platter. But I think it is also important to look at this optic as uh, as the time period that we're in now. The current administration doesn't fall for the same mistakes that Obama did. We're right to criticize the Iran deal. The inspections were weak. They didn't include military facilities. The deal had a sunset clause. We gave them hundreds of millions of dollars in cash, secretly delivered it in pallets on the, you know, to the Iranian tarmac. They didn't curb their ballistic missile program at all. We didn't even ask them to. We could go on and on and on. The deal was a disaster. But it was because our president at the time believed that we were the aggressors in the world say what you want about donald trump i don't believe that he believes that throughout history america has been the aggressor and so he's going to set the record straight that somehow or another the korean war was because we were so aggressive i don't think donald trump has even thought about the korean war up until recently And I don't think that he thinks we were the aggressor. Look at how we were fighting ISIS under Barack Obama. Look how we're fighting ISIS today. Flash forward a few years and Iran has taken all of those freshly unlocked billions and used it to sweep the entire Middle East. The deal between President Trump and Kim Jong-un will be nothing like that. Now, that's if it goes forward. We didn't really get anything last night. Let me give you the good side. In 1950, the Secretary of State gave a speech to the National Press Club outlining the U.S. defense perimeter following World War II. But during that speech, he mistakenly left off one key country, South Korea. Kim Il-sung, Kim Jong's grandfather, had uh, uh, begun begging Stalin to let him invade the South. But the Soviets were holding him in check. They didn't want to provoke a U.S. response. But the speech provided an opening. 
It was immediately translated and rushed to Stalin's desk, and Stalin called emergency meetings with both Mao and Kim, and the attack order was given, and the rest is tragic history. That was 40,000 Americans that would die in the next three years because one man made a mistake in a speech. In short, the Korean War was just a diplomatic accident, a disaster, but an accident. Should have never happened. And it is high time that we end it. The president opened a door. Formally ending the Korean War and denuclearizing the North, but keeping the. But keeping the legitimizing and the complimenting of a mass murder communist dictator of a slave state. We should keep those out of the discussions, but there is, I think, a method to the madness. This is Kim Jong-un's shot at being on the world stage for something different than being evil. And I think the president knows that. And I think it has a chance to work. It's Tuesday, June 12th. You're listening to the Glenn Beck Program. Do we have the audio, Sarah, of that um, that film that Donald Trump had made for the opening of the uh, event yesterday, the press conference? I think that uh, I sent it to Mike. I, I think it was I think it's important that we we see the possible mad uh, uh, method to Donald Trump's seeming madness that everybody you know is saying well this is this is crazy and we didn't get anything out of it well we didn't but remember what happened in Reykjavik we didn't get anything either Ronald Reagan walks away from the table and everybody was like this is crazy he won't give up Star Wars no because there was a reason he wanted more. Now we don't have we don't have Star Wars. What is the pressure that we have? Because remember Gorbachev Gorbachev wanted his country to change. Kim Jong Un does not want his country to change. There's no glasnost that is that is happening here. So what is it that we have? Economic pressure? Okay. They're already starving. We're going to hurt his people more than Kim Jong-un? You're going to start a, uh, a coup with Kim Jong-un? What? He, he kills everybody for looking at him sideways. So how are you going to do this? We had Gorbachev that brought down the wall. And Gorbachev wanted Glasnost, so he opened up the door and that let the infection of freedom in, and it collapsed it from the inside, along with economic pressure and, and, and everything else. We don't have that. What we do have is a guy who's an egomaniac that runs that country. A guy who wants to be famous. Did you find the video, Sarah? Okay, well, I will. Uh, we'll play it later on in the program. 
uh, this video Donald Trump had made, and it's like a Hollywood movie. It, it, it's like a trailer, you know, even says starring Donald Trump and Kim Jong-un. And the whole feeling of it is, what if, what if this one leader from South Korea, from North Korea decides to choose the future and it paints him as this global hero if he chooses the future. If he chooses the past, it shows nuclear obliteration. But if he chooses the future, so you've planted the seed of, I can be famous in the whole world, not just my country. Now, his hardliners around him are going to say, no, that's a trick. Don't do it. You can't do this. He's going to kill them. He'll end up killing the hardliners. And I think for a guy like, look, we all know Donald Trump. How do you get Donald Trump to do something, Stu? How do you get him to do something he doesn't want to do? Uh, flatter him. And um, have some opposing people who say, you can't do that. Right, yeah. If you have yeah, opposition... Sure that says, in no uncertain terms, you can't do that, it makes him want to do it. Right. And if the other side is flattering him, it's a done deal. It's a done deal. I think Donald Trump, he may not be self-aware enough to know that he does this, but I think, you know, the one thing that you can spot in other people are the things that you are. Even if you don't have self-awareness, he can read Kim Jong-un, unlike, I think, any other president, because in some ways he has that same trait of nobody's going to tell me what to do. And if you flatter me, I'm going to be I'm going that direction. So that's what he's doing. I, I think and this is this is going to be controversial. <laughs> and I don't know if any of this is true. This may be wishful thinking. But I think that if you compare what happened with Reykjavik and what is happening now, there is no comparison in some regard because we don't have Star Wars. We don't have that toughest nails. We're going to collapse you and you're an evil empire and we're going to destroy you. We don't have that. We also don't have a Gorbachev inside who says... I want to open my country up. So without a Star Wars, what do we have? We have his desire to be part of the world. We have his desire to be famous. Here's the controversial part. I actually think because of the time, who's in office, how this is playing out, I actually think that if it works out that we denuclearize, I think Dennis Rodman deserves some credit. <laughs> yeah. No, you don't think so? No, but I... I'm on the border on here, this. Yeah. I mean, this is all conjecture at this point. This is if this works. 
Right. Let's just say, yeah, for example, we're in the, uh, by the way, the top of the first inning. Of this yes, one. I yes. mean, people who are, are celebrating this as, as an accomplishment, I don't think anyone in the Trump administration would tell you it is an accomplishment no. yet. And, and, it and is anybody, the first step towards one. And anybody who's tearing it down, right. remember, you, you tore down Reagan right after he left Reykjavik. Exactly. It, it worked. It, it's, you know, hopefully this leads to something is Correct. where we are. And that's Correct. a great place to be. It's Correct. better than we're bombing each other. Correct. So that's positive. Um, but, uh, here's the thing on Rodman and I, again, like we're going to play, we'll have the Rodman audio of him crying on CNN and it's bizarre. It's a bizarre, bizarre, really bizarre. Here's the one thing I'll give Rodman credit for. Kim Jong-un is Adolf Hitler. He's not just some silly goose. And it is important to remember that. It's important to remember that this guy is as of 2016, at least still investing Tons of money into concentration camps. Yes. He is not a jokey character. Mm -hmm. What I find interesting and potentially you give Rodman a little credit for this. It would have been very strange for a U.S. president to go visit Adolf Hitler as he's building concentration camps. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if this is credit, but I think it's an effect that Rodman's visits over there helped make it more silly. It was instead of visiting Adolf Hitler, it was visiting a moron, right? When that's the, and Michael Malice will be on here in a few minutes with us, and he'll be happy to tell us that that is not the case, right? That is not mm-hmm. who these people are. Mm-hmm. But in a way, the perception was, okay, this is a guy, it's kind of like this Dennis Rodman's going there playing basketball for him. It's kind of, it, it took away that, that really um, spooky, spooky, you know, genocidal maniac mm-hmm. vibe. It made him more into Dr. Evil. Yeah. Almost a, ca- a cartoon character, which Correct. is not true. He's not that guy. Right. But it did maybe ease the path for a U.S. president to go over there and visit him. Rodman also said something really important last night while he was crying, which is a bizarre interview we'll play in a minute. <laughs> yeah. um, he uh, He said... Uh, you know, he's just a kid. He's just like a kid. He Rodman talked to Trump about this, and he said he talked to Obama, and he said Obama wouldn't listen to him at all. And you know, I probably wouldn't have listened to Donald or to uh, <laughs> to Rodman either. <laughs> Nor would many in his family, right? But Donald Trump did listen to him at this point, and I think what Rodman saw uh, and was reporting on is this guy just wants to be loved. I just want to be loved. And he is, that's more important to him than anything. Now I'm not saying that what's not, what, what won't happen is that he will continue to be the leader of North Korea for a long time. What has to happen is he has to let his guard down he has to open the walls of his country. And then, just like the Soviet Union, it will collapse from within. You can't have these two regimes open. You cannot have people coming in from North Korea into South, uh, from South Korea going into North Korea and expect everything to be okay. It won't. The people of South Korea will be affected by the North in a very uh, hostile way, in some ways, they'll see what's happening to their family members. And the people of South Korea 
will see the wealth and the access of their brothers and sisters and families, and they will want part of it. It's Glasnost. It will Mr. Gorbachev tear down this wall. He didn't do it because Ronald Reagan said it. Ronald Reagan just was the final impetus to have those people who had been living behind that wall to say, I've had enough. And that's what could happen because of a man's ego. Glenn Beck, The Blaze Radio Network.